Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by award-winning dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita, and let's begin. I'm so glad you're here. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, your registered dietitian and food behavior expert. Seriously, I'm very grateful you're here and so excited to bring the Love Food series to you. Welcome to episode one. And I am so glad to have this letter to share with you. And I have a feeling that you are going to connect with a lot of it. So we're going to be hearing an emotional plea from a woman who has been dieting for over 30 years. You will hear how she already feels like a failure, having to start yet another diet destined to not work. Do you experience her same pressure to lose weight? Do you feel the same diet fatigue? While you listen to her words, I think you'll hear something very familiar. Here's her letter. Dear Food, I am having a hard time beginning this letter. I am dreading tomorrow, the day I start another diet. Yet another diet. I used to get excited to start a new diet, read up on the how-to, and go shopping to get my house stocked with these new, ripe foods. With all this adrenaline and direction, I would for once feel calm. I would talk ad nauseum to my friends about this new diet and try to convince them to join with me. If I could, we would bond over menu planning and dream about our soon-to-be new skinny jeans. The preparing to diet was such fun. So why do I feel so shitty now? I met with my mom today, and she told me how concerned she is about my health. I am a large woman, five foot six and 233 pounds this morning. We were together celebrating my 38th birthday. My mom kept giving me the stink eye whenever I ate something other than celery. She didn't need to tell me she felt ashamed of my body. I could feel it without words. After lunch, my mom mentioned a new weight loss center in town, and maybe it could help me lose weight. As she spoke about it and the myriad of reasons why I need to lose weight, I felt like a seven-year-old again. She was talking to me like I had never tried to lose weight before, and then I don't try. I have tried since I was a little girl. I have dieted in some shape or form since I was seven, when the pediatrician told my mom to stop giving me seconds because I was too fat. I look at pictures of that seven-year-old and I see the shame she feels. I still feel it, food. So why do I feel so shitty now? I'm not excited for this diet, yet feel forced again to start. I want to feel comfortable in my own skin, and I want to be healthy. But as I recount each diet, each ended with a massive binge, or two, or three. Sometimes I binged all night or when my young boys were still at school. After each diet crashed and burned, I longed to be alone just so I could be surrounded by you, food. One thing I couldn't do for a while after a diet was eat in front of most people. I was too ashamed that I wasn't dieting and I was still fat. If I did eat in front of someone, I just ate salads. At least I could convince them that I was still working on my weight. I did share some of this the other day with my friend, She's a therapist, and she's concerned. She said I may have something called binge eating disorder. 
So now food, you're causing me neurosis, making me officially crazy and fat. How come I'm the only one doing it wrong? I don't want to feel shitty and I know I need to eat. What do I do? Sincerely, dreading another diet. First, Redding, thank you so much for writing. And from reading your words, I can feel your pain, shame, and desperation for something different. I don't want you to feel shitty either. And I wonder if that experience, that shitty kind of feeling, is leading you somewhere important. Sort of a white flag from your brain and your body. Let's turn toward it for a moment. And really just for a moment. Um, I'd rather do that instead of turning away. And I think we can find something different, maybe some different options for you. Your letter, the information you gave us, uh, the letter sounds like you're at diet rock bottom. I first heard of this term from the non-diet pioneer, Evelyn Triboli. She's a dietitian and a co-author of Intuitive Eating. If you've never read it, I highly recommend it. It's one of the first books that I like for anyone to read who is experiencing a tough relationship with food. And on this show, I will be talking about something called a food piece syllabus. And as we go through each show and talk to different guests and tackle different different food dilemmas, we will add different sources of materials, books and blogs and things like that to add to our food piece syllabus and Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch, her book, Intuitive Eating, is first on the list for sure. So diet rock bottom is a common place for those who chronically diet and can be stuck there for eternity. That's right. Those of you who've dieted for a long time and dreading, it sounds like you've been dieting for about 30 years, um, you could be stuck there for as long as you're alive. But knowing that you're at the bottom that you're at this diet rock bottom, there's a lot of power. You can choose to reclaim your natural footing with food and your own body wisdom. Yes, you have that. Let's explore this space for a few moments. To get to this different place, let's summarize all the information you've given us. Dreading, you told us you've dieted most of your life, never been able to keep the weight off, get pressure from your well-intentioned mother to keep trying to lose weight, and feel shame when you're not successful. I hope I got all that right. First, let's address this failure. I know you've probably tried every diet under the sun, and with each diet beginning, it cloaks all of us with a seductive hope of skinny success. I personally believe this hope also translates to other areas of our life, not just weight. Feeling like a successful dieter provides a visual of a successful academic, career woman, happy lover. We do, we do know that in our world today that being skinny equals pretty equals successful. I'm not saying I agree with these. They're stereotypes that a lot of us have in our head. If we appreciate how that seductive hope dips into all these other areas outside of food and the stereotypes that come with body size, we can really start to understand how starting a diet is really a fantasy. And with that fantasy, I think it also promotes a sort of mindfuck. 
Yes. Sorry about the F-bomb, but really, I think this type of situation really, it's what the word's made for. (laughs) So here's why. This is why I think dieting is promoting that sort of fine fuck. Our bodies are programmed to survive, and dieting kicks in our pre-programmed physiology to not continue with this self-destructive behavior. Our bodies do not like diets. It kicks in primal programs to be OCD-like around food. And OCD, that just means obsessive-compulsive disorder. So I believe firmly this OCD experience happens because we evolved this way, and this behavior kept our ancestors alive. When you feel what feels like a binge after dieting for a portion of time, that is not you failing. That's you being a successful human. Let's take a moment to talk about your binges and what your caring friend mentioned about binge eating. Binge eating disorder is a serious and vital condition to get help with overcoming. And yes, you can overcome it. I highly encourage you to meet with a trusted, size-accepting physician, therapist, and dietitian. You're already getting enough shame in your life from a culture and your family. You don't need to get that from the team that's helping you. Binge eating disorder, we're starting to, to understand more about it. And one thing that's coming to light is just how long it can take to work through it, to recover from it. And right now, research is suggesting it's four to seven years. And I don't tell you that to discourage you. And I know that's a tough amount of time to think about. But I tell, tell you and anybody else who's struggling with binge eating disorder because what I know watching people recover from it is that it doesn't happen overnight and people make lots of mistakes before they get there. And the mistakes are really how they figure out where to go next. So having that team, the therapist, dietitian, and a physician together that can support you, I think could also be a catalyst to that recovery. So I'm going to put some resources in the show notes on finding a team to support you and also some things on binge eating disorder. So what I find for most people I meet with is that every binge starts with not eating enough earlier. With what you're telling me, not eating enough starts with a diet and diets for you start from the desire to lose weight. So here's the tough part. In order to heal your relationship with food, you will need not to focus on weight loss. I know that sucks. When I first started working with people affected by binge eating, I used to try and help people focus on both healing and weight loss. And what did we find? Unfortunately, we found that focusing on weight loss makes binging so much worse. I find it hijacks the efforts to heal and sabotages any work that um, a person's been doing to heal their relationship with food. Of course, just like everything else in life, you may find some exceptions. But I want to point out, dreading, you've been trying to diet and lose weight for 30 years. I think it's time to accept this doesn't work for you. And I know you mentioned in your letter that you thought you were doing it wrong, but I need to point out that you are part of the rule, not the exception. You are not alone. Um, I think we're all doing it wrong. Something to note is I find not pursuing weight loss opens up a big can of pissed off worms (laughs) 
your mom and our culture can look down on this decision. Even though this translates to an opportunity for you to heal and stop yo-yo dieting, some may consider this to be throwing in the towel. I want you to know that not dieting is not giving up. It's letting yourself be, letting yourself find other ways to find health. In the show notes, I will point you to a community that I think can help support you. It's called the Health at Every Size community. It's a group of professionals passionately providing an evidence-based alternative. I am a proud member of this community, and I think you will find someone close to you and a group of people that can support these types of ways toward health. I think this is about enough for me. And I see food has written you back. Let's hear what it has to say about this dreading. Dear Dreading Another Diet, Thank you for your note, and I'm so glad we are talking. You're not doing anything wrong. You may not know this, yet I think you avoiding me is causing all this chaos. At least 95% of dieters fail. I say with quotes around it because none are failing. You are listening to your physiology that serves to protect you. This crazy feeling isn't from doing it wrong. It's that diets are wrong. Let's work on healing how we work together. To do this, you will need to put weight loss pursuits on the back burner and focus on healing and health. I appreciate this will be tough, yet you've been dieting for 30 years. Isn't it time to try something different? Look into working with an eating disorder dietitian. This person can help you reconnect safely and with direction. Stay in touch. You are so very brave to take these next steps. Love, food. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and want to change? I want to help. Send your dear food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Love Food Series. Have you enjoyed the show, or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe. This type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at eatingpermitrd. Take care.